Take out the trash before it's too late. Cliff, eating his Captain Crunch while trying to guess which prize was going to be inside by reading the box's rear panel, measured the actual size diagram with his fourth finger and thumb to see if the prize was worth excavating. I can hear him coming. Take out the trash. Cliff chomped down the remaining crunch, slurped the milk from the bowl, grabbed the paper grocery bag filled with trash, and rushed out the front door. Marking the curb with the full grocery bag, Cliff ran back to the front porch to grab the trash cans placed there by his father the previous evening. The trash truck came to a halt, and the garbage collectors looked at Cliff starkly, curiously, as if he should continue the job by slinging the garbage into the bin. One of the men grabbed the can out of Cliff's hands and dumped the refuse and banged the can on the bin's edge, rattling out any goopy remains. The two other garbage collectors followed mechanically. When they finished, each flung the can aimlessly on the ground. Get in, commanded a voice. Unk, at the driver's seat, signaled Cliff into the cab. Punch it! Cliff did as told. A clink sounded and the jaws of refuse closed, compressed and compacted the contents. Have your mother bring you by the house. There's some new junk in the basement. Cliff smiled and jumped out the cab door to notice the garbage collectors adjusting the cans to a uniform upright position. Cliff waved to Unk and went inside. From within the kitchen, Unk flicked the light switch on and opened the door to the basement. He told Cliff to wait as he walked down the stairs backward, staring up at his nephew as he used the handrail as a guide. My bad back. Cliff became lost in his uncle's glowing, glazed eyes. What was in the basement, he thought. His uncle's eyes beamed so fiercely each time they went beneath the house. Damp air rushed up the stairwell, yet Cliff felt the warmth resonating from Unc. Each step down jarred Unc. His heavy body swayed and sighed. The hollow stairs whined beneath his belt. Almost there. Wait a minute, demanded Unc. Cliff stood there waiting for the stairway to clear. Sue approached and smelled Cliff's shoe, then followed Unc downstairs. Aunt Selma went to the store for cigarettes, mentioned Cliff after hearing Sue's cry. Okay, you can come down, but watch out for that damn dog. Cliff chuckled and took the first step with trepidation. The stair did not whine for him as it did for Unk, but the railing did move slightly from the wall. Don't fall, jeered the familial menace. On the descent, Cliff saw tin Art Deco containers, cigar boxes, tools, machine parts, nuts and bolts, and pickled items in baby food jars all of which were covered with dust and cobwebs. He reached for a jar, but he stumbled on a step whose wood split from where. The veins in his eyes pulsed as his eyes popped out of the socket. Don't grab shit. Just get down here. Cliff, 
whose eyes were now as glassy as Unk's, took the final steps with familiarity. Once at the foot of the stairs, he turned and faced Unk. They smiled and glanced at the burning light bulb through the stirred atmosphere. Sue barked and urinated on the floor. The dank smell permeated through the air. Don't touch a thing, advised Dunk, as if they were in a museum. As a happenstance, they were in a natural history museum. A collection of fine art lie beneath every house, even ones without a basement. Unk's installation fascinated Cliff. There was the samurai sword, which was always out of his reach. The sword was from the war when his uncle engaged in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Three fingers on his left hand were sliced at the base knuckle before he shot the soldier with his automatic revolver. Unk always held up his left hand as a sworn testimonial to his account. Those fingers never bend, bragged Unk. But I can give a mean karate chop, he swung a cliff and garbled. There were countless amounts of flat inner tubes, which Unk promised to patch and give to Cliff when his parents opened the pool. Clock radios, hand-wound mantle clocks with ornate sculpture lie about strewn. Chairs, springs, cushions, fabric, rugs, gilded picture frames, books, a bird bath and a kitchen sink on top of a Corinthian capital were found jumbled amongst unidentifiable artifacts. Rods and reels were suspended from the ceiling beams by hooks. Unk pulled one down and told his nephew about deep-sea fishing in Atlantic City, about crabbing, about good bait. We'll go down to the hatchery. I'll catch them. You'll clean them. Go look in the freezer. Cliff stepped over the puddle left by Sue and lifted the lid to the freezer. In there lie a tuna decapitated. Good eatin', smirked Dunk as he brandished a notched fishing knife. Cliff turned to fright when he saw the knife gleaming like his uncle's eyes. What get? If you can get past me and up the stairs without getting cut, I'll give you whatever you see down here. Cliff never liked playing with Unk, but he thought about the sword. Sue twisted her head, watching the event unfold. Hey, Unk! What, Selma? Cliff darted past. Shit, Selma, I thought you were getting cigarettes. I'm back. Where's Sue? Down here, pissing on the floor, right next to the washer, noted Unk, where he found himself standing. Damn it, I told you not to let that... Cliff opened the door, exclaimed Unk. Sue came down and I'm trying to... Never mind. Cliff, get your stale ass from down there. I want the samurai, demanded Cliff halfway up the stairs. You'll get what I gives you, punk, replied Unk under his breath. Cliff, realizing that he won, ran up to greet his aunt, leaving Unk to peruse his eclectic collection. How you doing? smiled Cliff at Selma. Fine. How's your unk doing? She smiled back in reply, handing over a dollar. He's okay. He owes me. Cliff's smile turned into a full grin. I'm glad you survived. Selma took in her nephew's expression 
and walked into the living room, lighting a cigarette as she went. The porch glowed with envy. The envy poured into the living room. Selma stopped in the middle of the floor. A haze circled her head, which she broke when she exhaled. She rubbed her bottom lip after she drew on her cigarette. She stood there staring into the porch, remembering. She turned to Cliff, who was standing beneath the archway, and wore his grin. You are my God, son, she said tearfully, emphasizing the word, son.